Good morning. It's great to see so many of you here this morning. Big thanks to everyone who encouraged us and came along and, and supported us on Facebook. We came along to the drive through communion on Sunday. There was 150 people um, came through. It was just good to see. The wine may not have been great, but it was good to see people's faces and people could gather in communion. And the best bit for me was a wee boy of four said, Gary, when can we come back to church? As soon as I can get you back, which will hopefully be soon, given the latest guidelines we've got for Sunday schools. Not for everybody. Don't get too excited. But it's the third change in a week, so they might change again. So who knows? Communion Sunday is normally a retiral offering Sunday to support our given charities. And there's an opportunity to do that online, but also there's an opportunity today as you leave, there's a box for the retiral retiral offering which goes to the three chosen charities each year and obviously we're not gathering um, as we normally would be so feel free to support that if you wish friends welcome to this holy place where we've not gathered together in great numbers for many months yet it is a familiar place welcome to this place where we only see each other's eyes but in that, those eyes, we see the love of a friend. Welcome home, children of God. We worship God. We're unable to sing. The words will be on the screen as we reflect. Our first hymn, 233. Come, you thankful people, come.
Let us pray. God of wonder and glory, this world around us is breathtaking. We rejoice that you created it in such majesty, with wonderful color and mystery. God of justice and righteousness, to you we look for the truth. You are the ultimate judge. Your wisdom cuts through the lies. God of grace and mercy, the love you have shown us in Jesus is more than we deserve. Your arms are open wide like a waiting father for his prodigal children, ready to welcome and restore. We come to you. We come to you just now thirsting for your living water. Guide us to the streams of your wonder and glory, your justice and righteousness, your grace and mercy, that we may drink and be satisfied, renewed for our continuing journey with you. And hear us now as we join together in one voice saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning we're going to do something a bit different. We're going to look at an image which is coming up on the screen, the Rembrandt painting of the return of the prodigal son. The book Henri Nguyen wrote, The Return of the Prodigal Son, is based on his observations of this painting, which is still, I believe, in a gallery in St. Petersburg. You might not see the parts I'm talking about very clearly on the big screen, but you can look when you go home. Return of the Prodigal Son, a story we're all familiar with. The younger son wants half the inheritance, goes away and blasts it on drinking women. We've all been there. And I'm joking, that's a joke. And, and comes back into the arms of the father. And the older son has been faithful and remained there with the father isn't overly happy. A pre-see of the story. So we focus on the father's face. We see a half-blind old man with a moustache and a parted beard, dressed in a gold-embroidered garment and a deep red cloak, laying his large stiffened hands on the shoulder of the returning son. Henri Nguyen points out, as you look at it, the father's right hand is open and strong and masculine, and the left hand, as you look at it, is is closed, nimble fingers, and feminine, the God, both mother and father. We see infinite compassion and unconditional love, everlasting forgiveness. The near-blind father sees far and wide. His seeing is an eternal seeing that reaches out to all humanity. 
to each one of us. Welcome home. As a father, he wants his children to be free. Free to love. That freedom includes the possibility of them leaving home, going to a distant country and losing everything. And the father's heart knows all the pain that will come from such a choice. But his love makes him powerless to prevent it. The father's face reminds us of parents searching for their child. The mother searching the streets, the father searching among the homeless. Even when they fail to make contact, their search never ceases. Always waiting, always hoping. 549, how deep the Father's love for us. We now consider the elder son standing in the background in a minute, less confident and suspicious of such prodigal love displayed by his aging father. He hesitates on the verge of the action. He hovers on the edge of the light that surrounds his father and the younger brother and yet absorbs it almost. 
His face betrays feelings of puzzlement mixed with bitterness and contempt. He cannot bring himself to step over his anger and allow the Father's love to heal him as well. Pride holds him back. Yet deep down, he desires his Father's love. We can all empathize with the older brother's feelings. In our minds, we might find it totally unacceptable that the father would not only receive the younger son back, but would do so with such a celebration. Does this mean that disloyalty, shameless living, wastefulness are what get rewarded, while loyalty and obedience go unrecognized? How often have we used these words or has these thoughts as a church? It's understandable that in principle we would commiserate with the older brother. He's the one who had done nothing wrong. He had lived by the rules. He had not left home. He had not broken his father's heart. Faith, however, is more than a matter of obedience to rules. It has to do with a relationship with a God who loves all God's children very much. And that is something that's worth returning home for. Indeed, surely, it's a cause for celebration. 724. Christ is a world in which we move.
The third part of the painting we'll look at are the people in the shadows, the people standing at the back in the background. Who these people are and what role they play in the painting is a puzzle. But perhaps they call us to reflect on our own involvement in things. A life lived without passion, without risk and commitment, gives us only a shadowy kind of existence. As Henri Nguyen reflected with a close friend on the picture, after talking with her about being the younger son or the older son, she said to him, whether you are the younger son or the older son, you have to realize that you're called to become the father. Look at the father in the painting behind you, and you will know who you're called to be. Isn't that the real question for us as well? Something reminds me of this is from a favorite musical, The Miserable, which says to love another person is to see the face of God. Do you want to be like the father who is also the mother? Do you want to be not just the one who is being forgiven, but the one who also forgives? Not just the one who's welcomed home, but also the one who welcomes others home. Not just the one who receives compassion, but the one who offers to others the same compassion that they have received. So who are you in this painting? But more importantly, who do you long to be? Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of life and for the blessings we receive, for family and friends and love abundant. He does through the trials, the suffering and sorrow, the challenges and struggles, the tired times, despair and bleak places, lead us back to you and love abundant. Be with those who weep or cannot sleep, who have no peace or who seek release, and comfort them with your love abundant. O God, fill us with hope, sustained in your mercy, with patience and stamina, upheld by your Holy Spirit in your prodigal grace. Welcome us home from wherever we may be into your open, loving, welcoming arms and hold us tightly in your embrace 
that we may know your abundant love for each of us. All these prayers spoken and those spoken quietly in their own hearts and minds we lay before your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Following our final hymn and benediction, if you remain seated for a few moments, you'll be asked to leave pure at a time. If you just wait for a few moments at the end, that would be great. And Henri Nguyen's book, Return of the Prodigal Son, I would highly commend to you. Our final hymn, 622. We sing a love that sets all people free. Go from here willing to forgive and ready to be forgiven. Go from here willing to love and ready to be loved. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore. Amen. <laughs>